This is the Crushing Through Life Podcast. Hello and congratulations. You made it to episode 22 of the Crushing Through Life podcast with your hosts, Rob and Jim. Look, let me be frank and beans here. If you're listening and you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing to us on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, all of the jazz. It would really mean the world to us. And of course, helps us out tremendously. With your engagement, YouTube's algorithm will help us take over the world. I mean, you know, get this podcast noticed by more listeners like yourself. Uh, right now, we're sitting at about 41 subscribers and really hope to get to our next goal of 100 where we get to customize our URL. So please head over to YouTube if you can and subscribe to us with your account. That'd be amazing. Huge help for us. It is June 2nd, 2021. And as always, let's start off with today's quote. Do know that I am 60. I should. Sorry. Let me start off again. I do know that when I am 60, I should be attempting to achieve different personal goals than those which had priority at age 20. And that quote is from Warren Buffett, a Ooh. ranch dressing and bird law expert. Bird law. Um, <laughs> good, good for him. Like, it's good to have maybe uh, ranch dressing was his 20, his age 20 goal, and Absolutely. bird law is at age. So what's cool about that is, uh, you know, I feel like you could insert any age that you are and, mm -hmm. you know, you could like it just, you know, we, we turned 33, so I don't have to be 60 to wait until my next goal. So, um, you know, you can just make that make that work for any sort of milestone you want or any, um, you know, if it's current, then uh, then go for it. That's what's kind of cool about that quote, I think. Yeah, that's that's a good outlook. I, I was looking at I was thinking about it like just in terms of wisdom as you grow right like your mm -hmm. priorities change when you make them at 20 and you're six years old and you're, you're you have so much wisdom with all the experience that you gain throughout all the years things yeah, that you right. look yeah when you're yeah. when you're 20 you want you know fast cars and money and whatever and the, <laughs> you know i don't know to be famous maybe still if that's and maybe people still want that when they're 60 but i think when you're 60 you know if you're lucky enough to have a family or that if that's something that you wanted then you're like how can i enjoy this more or whatever how can right. I get to that point where family is all that i'm you know seeing spending time with so absolutely so man i just wanted to talk real quick about the this little special that uh, i watched yesterday which was amazing bo burnham's inside which is on netflix for those that you are familiar since youtube was uh started uh way back when bo burnham's like the very first like channel that I remember that was that was on yeah, YouTube that had, I've never uh, heard of this guy. Oh, really? Oh, that's amazing. Not I remember once. watching him like back in college when when YouTube started and and uh, just just full of uh, full all of his videos were just like piano comedy essentially, like piano amazing. Comedy? Is that yeah? A just like <laughs> I think it just I just made it up, um, but no, it's like he he he's an amazing uh, pianist and his lyrics are just so witty and hilarious so is it kind of um, like um like a tenacious d flight of the concords type you know like he, where there it's sort of humor but there's music and like it's barely music for sure but it's all humor generated yeah yeah his earlier That's stuff for idea. sure on youtube but like this this specific special was based on the pandemic right and like being okay. trapped inside and unable to go anywhere and and all of his music is associated with i think um i would say i would say it relates a lot to uh, our age group like people are in their 30s but not to put an age limit on the on the special i think it's i think it's for everyone to watch it's it's amazing um so you would recommend is what you're saying i would recommend yeah yeah it's really it's a really good interesting watch it's it's kind of like an art type of comic uh art art artsy type of um i don't know comedic uh special um because there are some like serious moments or some dark moments but they're hilarious it's it's mostly hilarious and the the lighting and the and the cinema photography of the of it all it was it was really well done it was thoroughly entertained i was watching it with my wife and just it was just laughing so hard it's it's 
it's amazing. If you haven't seen it, man, totally go see it. And whoever whoever's listening, go watch Bo Burnham's Insight on Netflix. Yeah, let let, you, let us know if you agree with Rob. So, like, Jess yeah. and I don't really watch too many specials. So we're kind of just we either feel like a movie or we feel like a TV show we've seen a billion times, or we are trying to you know currently we're doing Man in the High Castle, right? Um, for a TV show we haven't seen. We always have like four things on the go. So like we're watching that for a serious drama if we have time for an hour. Uh, we're rewatching Seinfeld. It's like a quick, you know, not heavy type thing that we can eat during, um, you know, if we take a lunch together or, uh, you know, quick episode before bed or something. Nice. Or something. Just uh, it kind of just like almost background noise. And on the side, um, Jess loves Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So she's watching that um, oh, on, Dis- wow. on Disney on Disney Plus. I kind of got into Scrubs again after a friend suggested it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't as good. They said it held up, and I honestly thought it. I, I didn't love it as much as I remember liking it the first time. I've yeah. seen it once, so but I, I remember like it's just not. So I don't know if I'm going to waste my. There's a lot of seasons. Maybe I'll just finish season one. The like the one doctor, Doctor Cox. He's he's amazing, but um, yeah, the rest is like. Yeah, I, I remember like that the, show as being funny growing up. I don't know, like I I don't know if I could rewatch it right now. It's one of those things that I think it. It did certain things um, that sort of paved the way for other shows, like its humor. People have just picked it up and ran with it, and it's newer mm-hmm. and it's uh, you know maybe a little more production. So I, I think it's been done better since that kind of thing, which it has it against it for like trying to go back and watch it. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe we'll check this out though with your recommendation recommendation there. Yeah, for sure. I've seen a couple other people talk about it as well, so it's not like you know it wasn't just out of the blue. But yeah, Bo Burnham, I saw it on Facebook. Somebody posted on Facebook. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Never, <laughs> never heard of him. I did not get in on YouTube on the ground. It's floor, actually, you, you know what, man? I'll tell you right now. It's actually really good that you don't even know who he is and has never, and has never seen any of his of his stuff. So you, you have, you're going in with with uh, with fresh eyes. That That's perfect. It's just, this will this will make it even better. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, I'll, I'll do a I'll do a great. I don't want to like spoil it. It's it's just it's it's really good. But it, essentially, it's just like about it, about being inside, being being kept in at home, right throughout the pandemic. Right. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Well, <laughs> and it's 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 nice to have a, you know, if it's depending on the spin of it, it's nice to kind of you know work like in Canada and Ontario and other parts of the world uh, aren't the same as as us. But you know, it feels right. like we're approaching the end, and uh, you know, it's only. Let, let's say i i mean i don't want to give a number because then it's going to be two years longer than what i say but you know if it's somehow 2022 and in ontario's back to the new normal i don't want to say normal because i hope that everyone's learned from this like i don't want to go back to what we were this is a whole other topic but yeah, you know, if you yeah. if you haven't changed who you are or like you know respecting you know even shaking a hand with somebody when you meet them or, or giving your family members a hug or friends a hug like if you haven't learned anything or grown a, a little bit during this and it, it's you know what was the point uh, per, that's how I view it anyways, but, um, it's happy, you know, I, hopefully it's a happy take, uh, that we, we can look back and laugh on now with, um, yeah, it definitely you know, is. things, things are closing near, like near the end. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give a report next week. Okay. That'll perfect. Be, uh, we'll do, we'll do the quote and then I'll, uh, we'll do the Bo Burnham <laughs> inside, uh, insider on Netflix with Jim Harrison. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right well the, um, i'm gonna get to the meat and potatoes here of what of what this episode is gonna be uh, about i really wanted to focus on smoking um that's my, a big uh, <laughs> <laughs> have a, have a, okay I'll, what I'll, a segue I'll yeah, yeah. uh but yeah like i i um so i i was a smoker in my life uh or in my past life i don't know is that the right in, thing to in, say in earlier life. in my life in, in, in this, this life, life you were you were a smoker <laughs> um and I like earlier on, like I remember my first cigarette that I had was with a friend of mine, um, and it was um, like his his uh, his family smoked, so I think that's how he got it. But it was like, or was that curiosity thing? We ended up like taking one um, during I think it was grade eight. That's the earliest I remember. Yeah, that's the first one, the first time I had my first cigarette, or tried it at least. Grade eight, isn't that wild? To me, that that sounds like so young, but I've I've heard like worse stories of earlier, uh, like younger people than you know, grade eight. How old were we in grade eight? I'm trying to remember, twelve, thirteen. Depends. Yeah. Like, so I think I would have been thirteen. Um, yeah, yeah. Or so thirteen years maybe, old, I would maybe, say. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I think yeah, thirteen, because I would 
I think I've graduated high school when I was 18. <laughs> so that would be that grade nine, I would have turned 14, grade 10, yeah. 15, grade 11, 15. Yeah. So that's what like, I've, oh, I, I tried, uh, right? That's the one I tried my first cigarette. And I remember like freaking out because after you try your first one, you're like, okay, you douse yourself in cologne, brush your teeth like mad. You probably smell like absolute garbage to your parents when you're just trying to hide it from them. Um, which is, which is, I, I look back at it now. It's hilarious. Um, cause you just, you're just an idiot when you're that age, <laughs> you have no idea what's going on, but yeah, yeah that, man, like it's just that kind of stuff is, is so funny to me, like thinking back and you're always like, how, how did they know? Like, and then your buddy's like, well, you, you put on the ax body spray, right? And like, yeah, <laughs> t- like tons of it. It was, you know, and I, and I put on this and, uh, I brushed my teeth and all this stuff. And, and then, you know, your parents are like, did you? what did you have a cigarette it's um yeah it, it's funny i remember you telling a story i don't know if you want me to tell it or not of you um going to uh after prom and bringing a, a folding chair from your backyard oh yeah yeah you can tell that that's story. a story okay yeah yeah you can so, go ahead and tell so rob's, story. rob's trying to tell me the story <laughs> about how he's sneaking in beer to the after after prom so who picked you up um like Chris? uh so Chris, our, our buddy chris lane is okay yeah. yeah so he picks you up he picks up rob yeah and it actually be i mean you could probably tell him better but uh actually yeah go for it you you because i mean you're gonna not put oh you just all right well so i was uh trying to bring beer into our after prom you know two two four Standing. hiding it i was hiding it in my parents shed back then and of course it's an after prom so you know you as a parent you know your 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 child is up to shenanigans that weekend Everyone's go- everyone that age is going to a sega for the weekend to drink yeah. underage with their friends with sega is like a beach area in sure. ontario yeah, yeah, yeah. we're yeah. renting a renting a cottage and uh i ended up hiding my two four in my my parents shed and like you know i say goodbye goodbye to my parents and all that leave the front door and then just do like a full 180 <laughs> to head around my house back in the backyard to uh grab a folding chair and like try to hide my beer underneath the folding chair uh essentially so that's that's what it reminds me of where you're like putting on all this cologne so you're finally yeah. doing something different and trying to make it look like you're acting normal it's funny <laughs> actually like um the whole uh you know in poker when you're trying to tell if somebody's bluffing or not um you know a good way to explain it to a beginner is that um every hand someone's trying to tell you a story so like if they raised they're trying to say i have a good hand and if they bet they're trying to say i have a good mm-hmm. hand and if they bet again they're trying to say i have a really good hand and then the third time they have an amazing hand but if one of those steps doesn't make sense then something's up so in this particular case it's like why is rob doused in cologne tonight randomly <laughs> like what did he so like now i think i look back it's like there's probably so many times i'm <laughs> Yeah, uh, where, you know, we probably did that. I can't even think of examples. Maybe our parents could come up with better examples. But you're like, oh, yeah, there's a standard thing Rob does. Go to get the lawn chair, folds it (laughs) rather than keep it. Sorry, unfolds it so that you can sit on it to hide the beer. Like, all right, something's up here. Like, what is it? Yeah, like I popped it up. Popped it open, flipped it upside down, and like carried the two four underneath the folding chair. (laughs) Probably wobbling all the way up. So that's what I think. That's what I think of when and everyone's parents at one point have probably said there's nothing that you can get away with because i've done it all Mm -hmm. like that's it's got to be you know i feel like that's sort of what it means where it's like you can try but i'll know when you're up to something at some point like like that Um, anyway sorry to sort of derail you can get no that's okay that's okay so anyways that's that's always the first cigarette i had 13 grade eight dousing cologne uh high school you know um most of our friends were were smokers uh i ended up being actually in a different crowd before the crowd that our friends uh that i knew of in our friends one of us and uh See, i was not like, in the smoking crowd yeah i started smoking in that crowd um and then like it was so funny like thinking back like how did i get cigarettes in high school and it's 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 not good but it's it's also funny to think about so there's a convenience store down the street from our high school do and not, do not name it it's probably yeah, out of business at this point. there's no way it's that... no it's not there anymore <laughs> uh, okay. but basically there's you know a, a bad actor who's the cashier at this establishment and you essentially 
And mind you, this was a uh, high school where we had to wear a uniform. We'd walk in. <laughs> I forgot about the uniforms. Yeah, we were wearing, obviously we're in high school. We can't, we were not a legal age to buy cigarettes. And uh, you'd walk in and if there was no one in this, the store, then the coast was clear to for the guy to sell you some cigarettes. And if there was someone inside the store, you know, you'd have to like wait till I got to that like customer leaves. And then he's like, okay, thanks for, thanks for waiting. So anyways, Man. that to me is hilarious because like, you're just walking in with a, with a friggin' high school uniform on and just like, this guy gets it's, caught. He's it's screwed. like a, you're wearing a sign that says, I am not legal to buy <laughs> cigarettes and lottery tickets is what everybody our age wanted. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So anyways, after high school, um, you know, I'm skipping a lot of stories, but just just for the sake of time, uh, after high school, there, I've, I've done some on and off quitting. Um, I've quit for a longer, longer periods, three, three months, six months and all that. And I usually tend to get back on it. Um, and I think the longest first bout that I had was about six months until um, I think I had maybe like a stressful week or I was really looking forward to a guy's cottage weekend. And then that weekend like right away my brain was just like okay i'm just gonna buy a pack of cigarettes because i know i'm gonna smoke this weekend um was that and um, you know once you once you once you i'll get back to you a second well, once you start yeah. smoking um during that cottage weekend then you're finished your first pack in the first day the first night it's gone because you're drinking and you're and you're sitting around a campfire with your buddies and all that so it's gone so you're buying a second pack the next day you're going into town and you're still in you know, halfway through your cottage weekend. Um, and after that, it's like you, you smoke two packs in a weekend, you're back on it for a longer period of time. Um, what were you going to say? Um, yeah, sorry. I, uh, I, I mean, I, especially, I just, I guess, um, what I was going to say is there was a year where I tried to pay you to stop smoking. I was just curious yeah. if that was that year because you lasted a long time. I do um, remember that. Yeah, that actually really it worked for sure. Um, I don't remember what I, I started. Did I make it the full year? I can't remember if I made no, it. The so full year I've actually not. offered this to. I don't know. I want to say like five or six people like you're one of them. Mm -hmm. um, it can only be people that I really trust. So basically what I what I used to do was I'd offer to pay somebody a dollar a day that they quit smoking, but they have to start right. January 1st. And with our friends, because they drink, I would mm -hmm. give them the day, like basically the evening of January 1st, because they're going to drink at, at New Year's. And then it's going to be tough to stop right at New Year's when they're already like, you know, their, uh, their discipline, let's call it, is, is already gone. So mm -hmm. I would say like, you know, by the evening of the first, can't have any more cigarettes for every day that you go, I give you a dollar. However, you only get the money if you last the full year. Right. Um, and then I just changed it later on to just like, if you quit smoking for a full year, I'll give you 500 bucks on, on New Year's Day the next year. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, a couple people lasted till March. Like, I think you lasted, like, that's what I thought you lasted till like August. Or maybe it was before, because you came to me. I went to see you one time and you were like, Jim, I, I have some bad news. Like, and, mm -hmm. and you broke it to me that, that you had stopped. So one of my friends, actually, I think it was two... Uh, January 2020, um, he said he was going to stop smoking and he actually did it. And he's the only person that's ever taken me up on, wow. on that. Uh, and he just stopped cold turkey and he, and he has it. I mean, obviously, when you look at it like a dollar a day or 500 bucks is nothing. But I mean, I don't know how much a pack of smokes cost. But if it's like 10 bucks, um, you know, depending on how many you're smoking per day, like that's a ton of money that you save. Right. Uh, not to mention that you're hopefully changing you know, for your life for the better so that was the whole end game was like you know it's like 500 dollars of my life to have a friend like live forever but you're a good I, friend like, jim i'll give like, you i'll give you that i'll give you that that's, I, that's well, a really nice is, I, I mean maybe i am maybe i'm not nobody ever did it so like we don't know like what if i just like pull the money out at the end i mean i wouldn't have done it but um yeah i never i, I never offered or sorry i never had to to pay it out but um sure. yeah i mean like you were yeah, I, again i would only do it with people that i trust to not be mm -hmm. like smoking and just not telling me and trying to get away with like that defeats the purpose it had to be honest but i, right. I remember being like super proud of you because you had smoked i almost since i met you i think right mm -hmm. and then you know that, that was like 10 years so, or yeah yeah 
for for that long. I mean, like since high school, uh, I did high school, I did college, I did uh, a little bit after college, um, and, and then you know you quit off and on, and you try to hide it from your family, which is which is always the thing that you try to do out of out of respect and the, you know the the fear and avoidance of uh, having that conversation. It's being it's awkward because it's you know it's uh, it was looked looked down upon. Um, but, uh, yeah, my longest bout was after, uh, I want to say my first job I got out of college. Can't remember exactly when, to be honest, but I ended up quitting for a longer period of time. And that was, I would say a year, maybe a year and a half went back on. Like I quit four, four or five times. And now it's like my longest, my longest time since that what year and a half where I quit for a year and a half, went back on and then quit again. That mm-hmm. was my last time. And, um, for those that know that, uh, like I, I quit for about three, I think three years now, maybe four. Um, well done, man. thank you. The, well uh, what's, what's funny is that after I got promoted in, in my job, um, that was the weekend where we uh, spent with our with our friends. I actually smoked that weekend. Um, oh, I ended yeah, up man. having cigarettes because I was in such a reward mood, which is hilarious to me to think back. And I and I'll tell you right now, psychologically, I was happy that I did that because um, I was in such a a state where like I was like euphoric that that things were working out in my career. Mm-hmm. that uh i was rewarding myself and then i remembered it was like it was a reminder you know like oh you know like the the monday driving back home or whatever or the sunday driving back home or whatever it's like it's like oh wow i feel horrible i can't breathe and this is why mm-hmm. and and it was such a good reminder i was actually really happy that i smoked that weekend which is weird to say um after not smoking for three four years whatever whatever long it is yeah it's kind of funny because um, you know you were saying before that you, when you go to the you know, you quit and then you're going away with the friends and especially mm. at an outdoor cottage weekend. You don't, the only time you're inside is when it's, people are going to bed or, you know, are you right. like making food? And, and even at then you're like making food on the grill, like most of the time yeah. the barbecue. So, but if you're For outside sure. near the dock or by a fireplace, somebody has a cigarette on those weekends lit for the entire weekend. Like there's not mm-hmm. one time where there's not a smoke being had. Yeah. So it's really, really tough. Uh, to quit and, and go to those environments, I think. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, I can kind of get it where you're, you know, and actually we've talked about uh, stress eating and reward eating in the time. And like, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, if that's a thing for you then or for you now, like with eating, like for sure you would have done it with smoking back then, right? So, that's funny. Um, I didn't even think about the that, that correlation. Right? Like you said, that's reward, something to look, that look at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before. So it's, you know, it, it makes sense. Right. That's the way that, um, you know, you worked hard for that thing and you're like, I'm going to let loose. And like you said, I mean, and that's really cool that it, it didn't have a backslide mm-hmm. type uh, of like outcome on this where, you know, you had it and you're like, oh, that's why I don't do this, you know? Right. And, and, I, and I think now, um, you know, maybe you've gotten to that point um, where like, if you had one tonight, you'd probably feel the same way. You'd be like, I do not miss this at all. Right. Right. Oh yeah. No, if I had one right now, it'd be. It wouldn't be good. That's for sure. There's times I thought about it. You know, I, I joke about it all the time with Terry too. It's like, oh, I could use a smoke right now. It wouldn't really like, we both know that it's, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it could though. It could, you know, uh, I just, I just know that right now I'm in a much better position and more mature than I was back in, you know, my twenties and, and, and college years and all that. Uh, but yeah, anyways, moving on. Um, so and I guess I should mention too that, you know, my, my, my role model, uh, at my job, unfortunately passed away from a bout of cancer. Uh, yeah, um, right. Yeah. And that, and he was, he was a very, very heavy, um, cigar smoker. Um, so it, you know, I feel like it's important to, to, to mention that as well as a realization. Um, you know, we, I think we all know someone that has, uh, has has passed from 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 smoking um you know i I don't i don't know if you want to 
if you know anyone that's uh yeah so you know it's funny yeah. that today you you chose this as um you know kind of the topic to bring up because it's actually the four-year anniversary of my grandma passing away and oh really wow um she uh i mean i don't know what she would have started smoking but as far as i was told you know i picture her smoking probably from a similar age that you mentioned i think it, right you know, um uh except for she had eight kids so um Mm-hmm. I guess she had nine months break eight times. So uh, you know, it, wasn't, it wasn't all there. But, um, you know, like I remember I was super young and, and she went to the hospital for something with her heart and um, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's sitting around. And it's kind of funny how scary moments like that actually bring everyone together uh, and, and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so it's um, kind of weird. I guess four years flies by at the same time. Like, the last year felt like four years in itself. So, uh, but it's really cool. I mean, I mean, today I was, I was thinking about her and, and little things like she was the one that took care of, of my sister, myself, when, when we were sick, um, she always make a slipped in soup. She actually ran the video 99 in Aurora. So I've probably seen more movies than the average person hasn't because she would bring stuff home and say like, you're watching this. That's and so now cool. I, like, I'm so picky. I'd be like, oh, well, can we just do this again? She's like, no, you got to watch this one for the first time. So I, right. I did, uh, you know, with movies, I've seen a lot and, and mostly with her, her influence. And um, actually, I wanted to make sure I was going to text my whole family and say, like, cheers to grandma, something like that. So I, mm-hmm. I looked in my phone and I, and I see like my mom, my sister, my wife in a, in a group chat. So I type, type there and I'm like, hey, is today the, um, the anniversary of, of grandma's death? Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like, if it is cheers to her, if it's not still cheers to her, but I, I love you three very much. And then I get a, a text back from my uncle, uh, and his wife, like separately. And they're like, we love you too, Jimmer. And I was like, Ooh, uh, well, the purpose of this text was to make sure I didn't embarrass myself at the wrong date before I messaged the whole family. <laughs> like how many people are in this thing? But luckily, it, I mean, it was only them, but uh, I didn't embarrass myself and the date was correct. So but yeah, it, I mean, <laughs> super weird thing. Um, right. You know, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of my family has smoked. I actually think a lot of my family, uh, now that it, a lot of them have quit, um, some of them still do. That's great. I mean, That's great. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's um, pretty serious thing. So, and it's just so mm-hmm. tough to get out of, out of that habit. I mean, it's not the only bad habit that people have. But, For um, sure. For sure. My, my coworker, um, uh, actually mentioned to us yesterday that he is quitting smoking because of his daughter, which was really cool to hear. Um, I remember him saying, and I hope I, I'm not getting this wrong, but his daughter, it was his birth, it was her birthday and she's quitting like because of her. Um, so that was that was really that was really cool to hear and like that little spark of uh motivation and just hearing that from your kid is is a really strong feeling right mm-hmm. so um you know kudos to him and and I hope he has a has a good journey um it's 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 very difficult but uh the the other reason why I wanted to talk about the subject is that because I've gone through this I wanted to share some tips and uh whoever's thinking about quitting smoking or 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 has had issues in the past trying to stop here's what uh, you should you should do there's this guy named alan carr his uh his name is a l l e n c a r r he's uh he was a british author of books about you know stopping smoking and other psychological dependencies including alcohol addiction you know unfortunately in in july 2006 it was like revealed that he had been diagnosed with lung cancer you know at the age of 71 um you know then the following month uh later um it was revealed that it was terminal as his life expectancy was about like nine months but during that time he said you know since i smoked my final cigarette 23 years ago right so 71 to 20 23 years ago i have been the happiest man in the world i still feel that same way today which is really cool to him for him to say Mm -hmm. at such a dire time um, you know, he passed away November 29th, 2006, uh, at the age of 72 as a result of his lung cancer. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just, Alan Carr is pretty amazing. I was reading a little bit, a little bit about him. You know, he's a very powerful psychological author. He has several publications, not only to help people with nicotine addiction, but, you know, also al- alcohol, overeating, unhealthy eating, fear of flying, worry, anxiety, gambling, debt, 
and uh, even like digital addiction. Um, so I, I highly recommend people check out his book that he's got called Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. It's one. Of, it's really one of the best books out there if you're ever thinking about um, quitting smoking. Um, and you know, it's on Amazon. You get an audiobook for it. It was actually made in 1985, believe it or not. That's when he published the book. Uh, and I'll, I'll put a link in the description for, for anyone who, who's interested in checking it, checking it out. But even even if you search for Alan Carr on YouTube, there's tons of little clips that you can watch about his uh, his methods. Um, I ended up during my biggest bout listening to his audiobook during my commute, and I think that was the best thing for me too, because I had the time. 45 minutes I can listen to a chapter a day and really and really plow through the book. And yeah, it's kind of funny because I was going to ask if, if this is yeah. what you used, um, you know, or you've like yeah. kind of came across it later because, um, you know, maybe somebody else well, mentioned it. This, and... is, this is what I used my last my last time, right? Okay. Like not my not the first three, four times where I failed. Like this is like the last the last uh, biggest change was for me because it really changed your mentality of of of, um, of smoking in general and nicotine addiction. Mm. Um, you know, I, one, one thing he talks about, he talks about these uh, smoking myths. And uh, I actually have a list here. Um, you know, myth, the first myth, sorry, like myth, myths. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the first myth is, you know, that smokers need a willpower to quit. Um, you know, other methods concentrate on reasons why uh, not to smoke, such as, you know, the health, the money, the, the slavery to the cigarette, the filthy habit. But we all know we all know this, and we can yet yeah, we continue to smoke. You know why? Why do we do that? Mm-hmm. On the other side of the tug of war, we can argue that it's relaxing. It helps me concentrate. It re- relieves stress or it relieves boredom. Um, which you know those are pretty powerful reasons to make smokers frightened to quit. But just suppose smoking did none of those things, and it actually instead impeded concentration, it right. impeded relaxation, it increased boredom. Right, and increase the stress. Now you've kind of changed your thinking. You have four additional reasons to quit smoking, and you know once that realization occurs, the desire to smoke kind of goes away, and you won't have that willpower anymore. Um, you know, number two is the myth is the myth of smokers choose to smoke. You know, they believe they smoke because they choose to. They can usually remember their first experimental cigarette, which I just remembered earlier in this podcast. Um, but they don't remember when they exactly became a regular smoker. No smoker really ever did, right? Typically, no one encourages someone to smoke. All smokers like have that sense that they fell into a trap. They would never want to to start, right? Um, you know, if you make a, a half-hearted decision to quit, you've already made a positive decision. You want to be a non-smoker, right? And if you still smoke. It's not because you choose to, it's because you fail to quit. So that's something that uh, to keep that in mind. The other thing was like uh, that nicotine gum and patches work. You know, that myth mm-hmm. is when smokers quit, they believe they suffer from the withdrawal of nicotine. Nicotine withdrawals is what smokers suffer from the most. Right. Um, it's the most addictive drug in, in, in the cigarette. And it's the only thing, it's the only reason why they continue, you know, substances such as that contain nicotine are actually prolonging that addiction. So you can't cure addiction from a drug that you're addicted to by taking that exact same drug. So that's, you know, it's nonsense. Um, and the last myth was smokers believe that it's difficult to quit, providing you realize that there's nothing to give up. You can't quit, not with a feeling of doom or worrying you have with the willpower or, or worrying you have, that you have the willpower, but with the pure enjoyment of freedom of, you know, elation. Knowing that you can enjoy this social gatherings more um, and and better equipped to handle stress, you'll look at uh, you know other smokers not with envy but with pity, in the realization they only are you know relighting that cigarette to try to get back into that feeling of relaxation that non-smokers enjoy all their lives. The one thing that prevents them from doing that is just another dose of nicotine. Right. So it's pretty cool, like the way he uh, describes. Um, and it talks about these different methods is kind of like a psychological aspect where you want to change your thinking when you, when you want to quit smoking. And it's pretty funny too. I should mention that when you're reading the book or, or listening to it, if you 
I have an audiobook of it. He tells you to, to smoke during the entire book. Hmm. <laughs> like he actually encourages you to smoke during that, that entire book. It's like, yeah, I have it. I have it, whatever. And read the book. But at the end of the book, it's like, all right, this one's your last, this one's your last cigarette. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's I honestly, like at the end, at the end, sorry, oh, I'll just add one yeah. thing. Like at the end of the book, when he says like, have your last cigarette, it's like, you kind of like think like, do I really want it? You know? Right. So it's a little bit of a change of, of mentality. It's cool, cool how he kind of sets that up. Yeah, and what I was going to mm-hmm. say is, I, I honestly, you know, I have just let you kind of go. I, I don't really have much yeah. to add to the topic, like not having to really worry about that, um, you know, in my life. But I, I know, um, you know, it's different for everybody. It's kind of a toughy sub or a touchy subject as well, because mm-hmm. um, I feel like you know it could come across sometimes where you're like trying to preach to somebody to stop smoking, and they're just like, "Stay out of my life," you know. I, I know better, and um, yeah, I would, I would never want to preach to someone to stop smoking, which is kind of funny as I just read all that off. But, uh, uh, this, this is really good. If you, you're trying to discover if you're trying to, well, if you want to start smoking, right? If and you're, I, if, yeah. And, and you've mentioned before, you know, the point of the podcast is, is trying to help people in, in a way, you know, similar way that with what's helped you in the past to better yourself. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I don't think it came across as preachy. I just mean in general. You know, like mm-hmm. these books sometimes when someone like I can imagine it where a friend that quits smoking gives it to another friend and they're like, F you, man. I like, what is it? You know, I, I got my own battles going on, you know, like you never know. Yeah. And, and, and what, you know, what's fully going on with somebody and, um, and what, whatever their reasons are, maybe they just don't care. And like, and, and that's fine too. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, if that's, if that's what, uh, they, like they obviously, they, like you said, they know it, it's not healthy. So, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I remember and, and, it's funny, the, but the bumming of the cigarettes always, this always like the worst, <laughs> especially when you don't have one and you're like, Hey buddy, do you mind if I grab one off you? Cause I've done it so many times and I, and, 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 uh, and, and then and they know like, dude, you quit like three, four times. Like you really want a cigarette and then it's not their fault that they give it to me. Let's be honest. Right. But I'm just like, you know, it, it, it's, just, it's that, it's that mental game to get over. Um, sure, especially uh, if you have a, especially if you have a diff- an addictive personality, it's it's tough to handle sometimes. Yeah, I think that would be, um, you know, it's definitely the danger. Like that's honestly why I was so proud of our early challenge in the year where I didn't drink for thirty one days because hmm. my family does um, have addiction issues for sure, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's um it's not like the easiest thing to talk about, I guess. But uh, anyways, you know, I, I never really had an excuse to quit because why, you know, but why bother? But yeah, so we, you know, we quit and then I had to do it again. So I've already done it twice this year. So it's just a good mental uh, check mark, uh, you know, so I'm proud of myself for doing that. But I did say, I think in one of the episodes that it wasn't, I didn't have to really put myself to the test where we weren't mm-hmm. out at a bar. And, you know, I was being asked or, you know, the, the whole, the world wasn't back yet. So like, it's a lot easier to quit at home and lock down than it is to be going to softball and everyone is drinking, you know, like I was told when you go to softball, bring three beers for the game. Like that's what right. everybody does. So like, I, you know, right. I'm going to be the only one not drinking and it was like, bring your glove and three beers. That's what I was told. Them. So it's just, um, you know, but anyways, it's whatever the addiction is, it's obviously tough to stop. And if you feel like quitting, I mean. Clearly, this worked for for Rob. So, um, you know, maybe maybe try it out. For yeah, yourself, these are this but... this guy helped this guy helped me out um, because it wasn't just like um, a cold turkey thing. Well, it was essentially, but it it it, it changed my mindset greatly. So, I do recommend him a lot. At some point, um, it's it, kind it, of may, cold it may not help. Yeah, like you yeah. could define it by whenever you quit. It's but it's not the idea of cold, cold turkey. Means I'm going to say I'm going to stop smoking tomorrow, and then I just never have one again. Right. Sorry. Yeah. It's okay. It may not. Uh, it may not help. This guy might not help you exactly, but it's something that I would recommend that you at least try to discover if you are thinking about it. The other three things that I, I want to mention real quick. Um, lastly, just on the topic, um, just three more tips that I would I would recommend to anyone who's trying to quit smoking. You want to track it, right? Um, everyone's got a smartphone these days. Um, go to your app store, download a tracking app. There's tons of free ones. Um, you don't necessarily have to pay for one. Um, there's, there's tons of free ones out there already and they're really, really good. Um, they track your days, uh, how much money you've saved. You have a calendar, you have achievement awards, you have like journal entries, 
to help you move along. Um, the other thing I would recommend is a sense of community. So I use Reddit. Uh, <laughs> Reddit.com. Surprise, surprise there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reddit.com. They should be paying me. Reddit.com <laughs> slash R slash stop smoking. It's awesome to have somebody to talk to that isn't in your group, right? Yeah. Um, that, you know, isn't your, that doesn't have any bias towards you. And you can talk openly, freely, anonymously just to other people that are going through the same thing you're going through. Um, and then the last thing would be like a personal check in person. So someone like Jim would be a, another example. Um, and sometimes this, this is this topic is kind of debated, but, you know, you could tell your family, you could tell all your friends that would help you cheer you along. Sometimes when you do tell people that you are doing this thing, you have that also that mental aspect that like, oh, you've already you've already told people that you're doing something. So you, you've already succeeded. So you'll you'll end up not doing the thing anyway. So. I would say at least have one person that you can check in with personally, have an anonymous community, have a tracking app, listen to Alan Carr's, Carr's book, uh, check him out on YouTube, lots of, lots of good information there. And, and I think you'd be, you'll be on your way. Try to stay, stay away from nicotine patches, nicotine gum, nicotine vape. You know, it's not going to help you. Uh, I'll be honest with you. You're, you're, gonna, you're continuing to put nicotine in your body, even if the, you know, the program is to wean you off. It's not going to work. Um, you I, need to change your mindset. I mean, I, I bet you, like, again, I don't know enough about it, but I, I think I've, I know people that have switched to the vapes and, and whatever, and for them, it's actually helped. Um, it's helped them lower the amount of nicotine that they're taking. I've also heard the other way where now they don't need to go outside and they can just vape all day long and they're finding it's actually more. So... Um, mm. you know, to each their own and, and whatever battle someone's taking, like, you know, reach out. Yeah. To I'm not, I'm not, a, again, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. This is my own personal opinion. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried oh, the vape thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a doctor. I tried, I tried the vape thing, uh, for, for a little bit. And I, I ended up putting more nicotine into my body yeah, see, than I did a right. cigarette. Cause it was constant, constantly puffing that thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but uh, it's funny, I mean, like, you know, I guess when, you, like you mentioned earlier than I would have guessed, actually, for, for starting smoking, but I'm sure people start mm. even later in life. But, you know, when you look at how smoking is portrayed, so actually, uh, random fact, but I once worked for a, a, a Rothman, I worked for Rothman Benson and Hedges for a summer, um, marketing, and then the marketing department of cigarettes. Now, my actual job wasn't coming up with the, the ideas best department for that. to be in. Oh yeah. Um, so actually you can't do anything like you can't show smoking in any positive light. So like, I don't even know how they do their job. Honestly, it's like, here's a blank wall and you just, and then it's like at the end, it's like Rothman's, but, um, yeah, they like, and, and there it was super weird because people, so if you smoked, you got to, it was called product testing. And once an hour you could go out and product test in designated smoking rooms in the building. Um, hmm. But yeah, like, like I was saying, so with the advertisements, you can't show smoking and any, like, you know, you can't have a person holding a cigarette. You can't have a cigarette. And I was going to say, and, and like, have you ever seen um, Tommy Shelby and Peaky Blinders or like, uh, like there's certain th um, people, characters that they show in pop culture. It's like these people smoking, it's like, it's the coolest thing ever. Um, in Goodfellas, Robert De Niro, it's like a very famous scene um where he like he's just smoking a cigarette and you're like wow robert de niro is is the man but it's just if he wasn't smoking i don't know if it had the same effect maybe it would but um you know so even from a young age if you watch these things you're like smoking is cool yeah 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 definitely it doesn't it definitely portrays a certain image right like yeah thomas shelby peaky blinders like he, right, he way, makes me want to have a cigarette. Right? He, yeah, he makes me want to have a cigarette, and I'm a non-smoker. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> makes it look really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I actually um, just to you know, switch topics here. I wanted to happily announce that Jess and I are one dose in of the. Uh, we are on Team Visor. Beautiful. Um, so yes, thank you. Uh, well done. Yeah, we we went and got that on on Friday. It was the smoothest. So actually. It was both smooth and not smooth. So uh, it was smooth in the sense of how, I, you know, you described, I'm not sure if you did it on, on another episode or just with our group of friends, but uh, so we went to the old Hershey Center. I forget what it's called now, Paramount Foods or something. Um, 
but there was there were no lines um we just walked like i could see where the lines the designated six feet apart spots were we didn't have to deal with that once we didn't even have to wait at any point it was just we kept going it'd be like yep 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 keep going make sure you got your health card blah 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 um that you know i the uh the woman that that did mine asked if it was snowing which it randomly did that day uh which is crazy because it was late may um and then uh you know you had to wait 15 minutes and we were out of there but so that was the smooth part and then the other part that wasn't smooth was so we just and i had to rent a car um to go because it was in mississauga we kind of lied about our postal code i guess to uh to get it a little bit earlier then of course after we lied about that i was getting texts every day like if you show up in the next six hours at the shoppers dog mart down the road you can have the vaccine They're like whatever we rented a car um at i want to say eleven thirty, and just said our appointments were at 105 and 110 i don't want to okay. throw her under the bus too much but i'm going to throw her under the bus some here um so anyways <laughs> We we end up we come home and uh, we you know we end up we end up getting ready and there's a little bit more traffic than we thought it was Friday I guess and the weather wasn't great, but it's still locked down so where are these people driving but um, we end up getting there at about one o'clock so a little bit later than what they had said and we show up and they're uh, at the the front they're like make sure you have your QR code confirmation to scan uh, you should have got an email and a, and a text message. So we, we get put to the side because we can't find it. Jess is like, I, I know I saw the email. I, I don't know where it is. Like, check your email. I'm like, I didn't get one. I mm-hmm. checked, you know, I have two main email accounts that it possibly could have gone to. I never saw it. And Jess was saying, I know you got it because I because I got mine. And um, and I'm also like, I didn't get a text either. Like, I'm looking through here. Like, when was I supposed to get this? Today? Because I didn't. And so I didn't get anything. And then they're checking. So we're like, we can't find this stuff. So the guy's like, all right, well. What time is your appointment? I'll, I'll check you off this way. Jess is like, uh, you know, says her, says her name, says my name, 110, 105. Guy's like, no, nah, you're not on here. At this point in time, I'm thinking like, what is going on? Um, I'm like, did we drive all this way? We rented a car for nothing. Like, what's going to happen? And he's like, uh, so anyways, he scrolls, he, he flips the page and he goes, oh, here you are, 1205 and 12. <laughs> so we, we, were, we were an hour late to get the, wow. the, the vaccine. So I guess in her head, she just thought we had more time because she wouldn't have rented a car and we never would have made it anyway. Right. Of um, course. It's just, it's more than a 30 minute drive, no matter what. So then, um, then we get into the second guy and he's like, you know, I guess he just makes sure to set up everything so that you have a record or that you're getting your shot. So he goes through, he asked me what my phone number is. They never took it. So I was never going to get a text message. Um, I don't know how they did. They must've like had a number wrong in Jess's phone. So she didn't get her text message. And then the, the guy says, you know, he's like, what's your, what's your email address? So it's, I'm like, it's Jim Harrison. And he goes, yeah, Jim Harrison. That's what I have here. I'm like, yep. Yeah. J-I-M-H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N. And he goes, oh, the woman on the phone wrote Jim Harrison as in G-Y-M. And I'm like, I mean, I guess she got it right. But uh, I was, you know, I had no shot of making this appointment ever. (laughs) They had the wrong email, no phone number. And my wife got the time wrong. So, but anyways, the guy was like, doesn't matter. Like, now you're good. So we Gaim got, Harrison. Yeah, so Gaim for all the Simpsons fans <laughs> out there. Um, but yeah, like honestly, great, great experience. I, I literally like I had worse mosquito bites. I think I said no, um, no, nothing. Like sure, my arm was sore. Like any shot ever that you've had. Like I, I remember. Yeah, my, having, my 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 arm was my, my arm was sore like all day, but it was only one day, and that was it. Yeah, same. Like uh, yeah. so, we got it Friday. But I remember sitting here Sunday playing poker and being like, "Oh, this is already back to normal. Like I feel great." Um, um, and I'm happy to say my dad just got his second dose too. So, I mean, he said, uh, not to get everyone's hopes up because maybe, um, you know, they won't have the same react or like positive reaction, but he said, uh, it was just, he got kind of like aggressively poked the first one. He said he had hardly noticed. And the second one, the girl, like and the, the woman stabbed, stabbed him and then <laughs> just made sure it was in there. The second, like little bit of secondary, uh, stab, but so he said it was fine. My aunt said, uh, she gets same day. Um, she said she was fine as well. So, I I mean, it's just so it's so awesome to hear this. Um, you know, my grandpa, my grandpa's like, he, I, he's so cool uh, to me. Um, 
he we we joke that he runs a speakeasy in Aurora because he, uh, you know, he has his friends over and they're drinking and now that they're gambling and and all this stuff since um since they can't go to to his local local bar. But right. I guess uh, my aunt took a picture of him after his second shot. She's like, look at him. He's texting his buddies that he's almost he's going to be ready to go in two weeks. So, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just like I can picture that being me. Like, I think I, I probably did the same thing. I texted like, guys, I, I just got the shot. I'm going to be ready yeah. to go. But it's so exciting yeah. that, you know, all this is happening. I kind of brushed upon it before, you know, the end of the tunnel and, and, and all oh, this. Oh, I, I, I can't wait, just, man. Like as soon as this is all fully vaxxed up, we're all going to get get together, like I'm assuming. Uh, I'm gonna buy a carton of cigarettes. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, got it, got it. you know, <laughs> smoke them up. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have several reward smokes for sure. That's uh, there will be a lot of reward smoking once this is done. Yeah. So and it's funny. So we just on Saturday night, like after the day after, we um, the Leafs had a heartbreaking overtime loss. And uh, if you're a Leaf fan, and then um, we got all the boys on on a Zoom call, and uh, you know, like that right there was enough. For me, like it's like I said it before, but when you see everybody, you know, when you're texting someone, it's like ah, whatever. But then you're getting back to the same routine of someone speaks that's always, you know, always the butt end of the joke. You know, like I'll say things, and and everyone will make fun of me for something, and then like you know, you'll say something, and everyone will jump on you for something. Just that routine right. of like you know, just being in in that group of friends. I was <laughs> like, ah, oh, I just you know, and then we're thinking about like, okay, when can we book a cottage? When can we? buy the reward cigarettes like these are all things so everyone's good. thinking about them um you know so it was pretty cool to get everybody on on that call uh, you know some people i haven't seen in um <laughs> when i say seen i mean haven't seen even on zoom uh for actually as i did this i i remembered i i wore my et shirt for you here rob oh nice yeah so uh still haven't seen it i didn't think so but yeah it's, <laughs> it's a spoiler i guess uh, oh. but, but yeah you should check that one out i'll check out yeah. the uh, bo burnham special and you check out et this reminds me, okay. I do, my sister keeps bugging me to watch The Guard. I feel like if I put it on here, public forum, I can't let her down. I got to watch it by next week. So maybe I'll do, maybe we'll just do five minutes uh, segment of, of the, the films that I watched in this last week as, as my homework assignment. And uh, I'll just rhyme them off. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, please check us out on YouTube. Search for Crushing Through Life subscribe, follow, comment. If you don't like this podcast, if you do like this podcast, whatever, please engage with us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, thanks guys. All right, take care. Bye-bye.